All right, we're here with a pro MMA fighter, Derek Minner, and uh, owner of Minner Gray Performance and Fitness, much more. How's it going, Derek? It's going. Good. It's day. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so, like, a little, like, icebreaker, I guess. Like, who do you have in the main event this weekend for the UFC? Man, I want to say Cowboy, but, man, it's just, you know, it's a hard pick. But I think... Cerrone, you know, if he can make it into, like, the second round and maybe use a little pummeling and grappling, then it'll be a little better for him. But he just can't get clipped right away or get kicked to the body a lot, you know. So we'll see. It's be interesting. Yeah, no, I have, like, the same uh, uh, thinking kind of. But then also, like, I always kind of, like, maybe not talk trash about Connor, but uh, kind of like be like, yeah, he's not he's not an active fighter. He's not this or not that. But then as soon as his fights come around, I'm like the biggest fanboy ever. <laughs> and like, you know, like he's the most exciting guy that, we, you know, we've seen. Yeah. Like for him to get a win, that'd be like, I think that would add a lot more excitement into the UFC and then into the lightweight, uh, yeah. welterweight division, you know, versus the Cowboy win. Who, Cowboys already fought everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, like who I actually think is going to win, I'm, I'm with you, like. Yeah, who knows? Sure. Yeah. But then uh, coming off of Dynasty Combat Sports Submission of the Year, do you think that that was actually your best submission? Like, I know that, like, some people have maybe said otherwise, and I know you have, like, a, like, a lot to pick from as far as submissions. Do you think that was your best submission? Man, the reason that I would say it's the best one, because it made me feel the best to see Charlie sleeping on the ground. Um, just because of the bad blood and stuff. So as far as, like, the most relief, like, haha, like, submission, that was definitely it. I mean, I had a knee bar, pretty cool knee bar back in a couple years ago over some bum, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, it could be, an, it was more satisfaction, more satisfaction, for sure. Definitely, you know, uh, at Pinnacle Bank Arena, you know, in front of all friends and family and stuff like that, that's, that's hard to beat. And then uh, that one brings me back to, uh, like, so uh, how was your experience on the Dana White Contender Series compared to other fights that you've had in Vegas? Well, it was just a lot different. So I had one fight in Vegas uh, before that. Um, but I took it on, like, five days' notice and just kind of said, screw it. And I told Train, I was like, sometimes you just got to strap on the gloves and find out who you are. And so we literally flew out. I wasn't training it really at all. Flew out to Vegas and fought um, Clay Collard, who was a UFC vet, and, you know, got a quick submission out of that. Um, and then as far as the Dana White Contender Series, I mean, it was just, it was a lot different. Completely opposite. I mean, I was out in Vegas for five, six weeks, um, trained my ass off. One of the hardest camps I've ever had. Um, and then I fought uh, Herbert Burns, and we, uh, you know, it was a great fight, and I think I got a got a good vibe out of it, good, um, good recognition, you know, because I knew what they wanted, so I just went out there and put it all on the line, you know, like I do. Uh, so they're just kind of complete opposites uh, type styles of fight, you know, but, you know, it was cool. Yeah, that one was really exciting, and, uh, so, uh, and also, that brings me back, so your one of your other Vegas fights, I believe, was in a ring versus a cage. That uh, was, yep, that which was one the card. What would you prefer, ring or cage? Oh, man, uh, ring or cage? Oh, definitely the cage. I mean, yeah. just because, I <laughs> That's mean, what for, I was thinking for, too. for my style, you can't, like, I mean, I'm a wrestler, and, like, 
when I took him down and we ended up under the ropes, it was kind of weird, you know, they scoot out and shit like that. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a ring for sure. Or, yeah. Yeah, cage for sure. Not a ring. Not a ring. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with that. And then uh, one thing, like, you know, this uh, kind of pertains to me as well, I feel like. You know, the fight game has a lot of, like, super highs, and then, you know, it might have some lows in there, and also super lows for some people, and not necessarily you, but uh, you're able to, like, rebound from a uh, loss and have, go on, to, on a winning streak. Is there anything that helps you do that, uh, personally? Man, uh, so, I've never lost a fight after I've lost a fight, so I've never lost yeah. two fights in a row. Um, as a fighter... But I, I couldn't tell you, it's probably just because I, I want to fight right away, you know, especially like in my earlier, you know, career, pro uh, career, um, <clears throat> gosh, it was like, I would just fight right away, you know, instead of wait and let it soak in, you know, I just want to fight. So I'd call train right away. And I'm like, hey, I'm fighting, you know, uh, let's let's get a fight. We need a fight right after you know whether it's two days so usually now i tell my fighters and myself just learning the game is it's going to happen so uh i i tell them 24 hours you can think about a loss and you can dwell on a loss and all that for 24 hours but after that i mean you can't do nothing about it so you might as well you know put your nose to the grindstone and keep grinding for the next one yeah that's really good advice that's the same advice that we had in football at Nebraska Wesleyan and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you can think about it for 24 hours. Like, same with the win, too. Yep. You know, like, you think about your win for so long, and then you got to get back to the grindstone. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, uh, you know, as uh, one of the founders of your gym, Minigray uh, <laughs> in Nebraska City, uh, you tell us, Ken, how you got started and if you have any advice for people starting their own business or gym. Well, we got started because, um, let's see, I... We were in uh, at Black House in California, me and Kevin were, and kind of he had already been personal training and whatnot, and I've always wanted to, you know, be in the community, have a business, and uh, especially a gym, you know, so I pretty much was like, hey, you want to open a gym in Nebraska City, you know, and he was like, yeah, sure, you know, I think he, think he thought I was joking, I think he thought I was joking, mm -hmm. and so, like, the next week I had a building, um, you know, we rented it out and then pretty much just went from there. And then it was a lot of trial and error, you know, like we know what works now. We know what don't work. And then there's a lot of question in gym, gym life, like what is going to happen? What's going to work? What's not, you know, and, but you, you just trial and error, just like with anything with, you know, with MMA, with business, with life, you know? So, uh, yeah, starting your own business. As far as that, I would just tell, you know, you just gotta be patient. You guys gotta just just do it and then be patient because a lot of stuff's you know like i said trial and error is a lot having a good partner probably helps as well yeah right? for sure i mean and it, it, two motivated people if you got two motivated people uh it helps a lot but if you uh you know if you got some that work some that don't you know you just gotta find the right person because a lot of people go into business and then they fight and they you know business is shaky mm -hmm. because of that reason you know you just gotta have each other's back is pretty much it yeah no that's awesome and then uh maybe some parts of your personality work uh to your advantage and then some, some parts of like you know kevin's yep oh, uh, for sure. personality works to their advantage and yeah no that's awesome 
And uh, so, like, what all uh, classes and, and services do you all offer at Minter Gray? Uh, we do a lot of, like, boot camps, fitness, uh, stuff like that, challenges with, uh, you know, like your average soccer mom gym, trying to get people in just to work out, doing, you know, cardio classes, kickboxing classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, you know, kids MMA kids kickboxing and then uh then i have my fighters beginners mma and then my guys that compete and stuff like that so and then we also have personal train both me and kevin personal train down there and yeah now we're on adventure we actually just opened a second location in blair so we'll see how that works out oh wow yeah i didn't know about that that's yeah, cool we started classes like um two weeks ago so it's just another project to build you know so well that's awesome and uh you know i was talking to brett before his last fight and he told me that like he started fighting because of you yeah and then you know brady obviously has a high profile fight coming up here on february 22nd uh so um how does it like kind of feel to have you know both your brothers looking up to you and be involved in fighting pretty much because of you Man, I think that, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome to, for me as a coach to be able to train guys and have success, let alone to be your brothers, you know. Um, and it, it honestly, the best part about the whole deal with, like, both my brothers fighting is just, like, the brotherhood in it, the camaraderie between us. It makes us closer because, um, you know, if we weren't, if they weren't training, like, I probably wouldn't, you know, see them nearly as much, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, when you guys all have the same common goal and, you know, I'm able to help them, you know, com- you know, build a team around them and complete their goals is, uh, yeah, is definitely something to be, you know, spoken for. So I'm just glad for the relationships we've built over fighting and then, you know, a strong relationship. So, uh, do you get more nervous before their fights or your fights? Oh, for sure. There's hundred, hundred percent, you know, I get more nervous. There's, there's a lot of most of the guys that corner I get kind of you know antsy more or less and you know but there's a probably about six guys that I get super nervous and super you know and it's not necessarily I think it's more antsy I don't think I'm nervous that okay they're not trained right but as a coach and as a friend you know it's hard to just you just want to fight for them because you're like oh shit you know are they ready yeah you just you just second guess yourself a lot but you know uh yeah, I definitely get way more nervous for my brother's fights than my I can see that. 100%. So. Like, I have a younger brother who, like, already has, like, two kids and, like, a bunch of stuff. I'm like, hold on. Uh, but if he were to get in the cage, I'd be, I'd be very nervous. Like, like all right, I've already had bad things happen to me, but I feel like I'm a man. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a man, too. But, like, he's still my younger brother. Yeah, like, no, and, like, sure. I, I feel like I could deal with whatever happens, but I don't want it to happen to them. Well, and that's that's the big thing. Like that's why I talk a lot. You know, I, I as a corner, I always talk a lot more. But I think, like, I yell a lot more with them because I I feel like some. But when they get in bad positions, I kind of like I'm instead of talking them through, I'm kind of yelling them through. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna do this, you're gonna, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, yeah, I definitely see that part of it too. You can be a little bit more harsh with them, and they understand. Like it's not out of hate it's not out of you thinking they're a piece of crap no it's like you can you know yell at them and they understand i feel like right yeah i mean to an extent like they're they're both they're both uh they're both like 
sour asses though so they're like they're like they're like get grumpy you know why would you do this why you and then you know brett's the baby of the group and so he feels like we're always like attacking him personally instead of like you know so yeah it's it's a good mixture between us for sure yeah yeah definitely a bunch of studs right there and uh let's see here oh yeah uh so then uh i know uh like do you think that you would let your uh children or future children fight would I? Um, if they if they wanted to, I w- for sure I want them to train. You know, I, yeah. I definitely boy girl. You know, I have a, I have a little girl on the way, and we have one at home with my girlfriend. Uh, that's her four year old, but I've been in her life for like three years. So like, the thing is, I want them to know how to fight. I want them to yeah. train. I want them to, uh, you know, experience that type of stuff. You know, whether it's for self defense or whatever. But if, you know, if they're good enough, and I feel like they're ready i mean i'd be nervous as hell but i'm sure that eventually when they're 18 19 years old you know if they're good enough then yeah for sure yeah yeah i know hey you you learn a lot well you just you just learn a lot about yourself in a fist fight and with another person like yeah and so if if you never there's a lot of people that's never been in any kind of combat sports let alone locked in the cage and so you learn (laughs) you learn a lot of a lot about yourself in the in the cage in the heat of the moment so yeah unfortunately we're not invincible can't kick anyone's ass uh all that kind of stuff but yeah, yeah no that that's really good and then uh see like what is the what are some of the craziest things that you've seen in the fight game i know you've been in there for a while for I, quite a minute i mean it depends what we're talking about because the craziest stuff i've ever said i couldn't probably couldn't share with you right to extent, you know especially on here because i've seen some see some a lot a lot of stuff over the last you know i've been doing this 10 years so it's just you see a lot of uh a lot of stuff but crazy crazy moments man i there's too many i mean i this whole this whole livelihood that you know i chose to be a part of is definitely just all crazy you know whether it's training or just joking around but man the crazy moments the craziest moments i can't i can't discuss because it's right. just, it's just, they're just wild you know personal so. or like with other people too you know yeah oh for sure for sure a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff you can't talk about i mean there's a, there's yeah. a lot of crazy stuff i mean if there are specifics then maybe i could answer it but the craziest is just what know, about what uh mean? craziest uh no no names needed craziest uh uh weight cut uh not only like the weight cut or like maybe the method or something like that the craziest method of a weight cut yeah or like, just the craziest like thing you've seen somebody like try to do or succeed with doing um man I, I could tell you a lot of stories about myself that i've had to do or have been forced to like man i one time this uh the sauna was in like a dungeon you know and uh i couldn't handle it like my anxiety got to me and i couldn't handle this little like it was dark and dakota's over there dying and then so i told i told uh the guy that was with me i was like hey we gotta we gotta get out of here like we gotta find some other way like i'm not gonna be able to cut the weight so we ended up going and he ended up putting me on the golf cart of train and mike kendall's golf cart and i rode around on the golf course for however long in middle of august in south dakota and yeah that was that was pretty brutal i mean i had a bunch of we had a bunch of old guys because i would like lay on the green while they were putting or whatever and they would be like is he okay like <laughs> you need to go to the hospital but yeah i mean 
stuff like that. I mean, I, we've tried. I mean, you just you do what you have to do to you know get the weight off. So yeah, it's definitely there's a definitely a lot of crazy crazy ways of uh, making weight. I mean, I've definitely passed out a few times and stuff like that. But and I was cutting to 35 for a long time and I shouldn't have been. So mm -hmm. we definitely had to do a lot of different stuff to try to make make weight just because of how dramatic my weight cuts were. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's what, like, I was talking with Henry and Train last night, and they were like, hold on, ask him about this. Like, no, 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 don't ask him about that. But then, like, one thing that did kept coming up uh, that, you know, was appropriate or whatever was, like, the golf cart ride, and then the back nine or whatever. Like, yeah. were you, like, in a sweatsuit, full sweatsuit yeah. on the golf course? Full sweatsuit, 100-some <laughs> degrees. Uh, they called him, and Train was like, you know, I think he was probably, you know, when you're down to those last two pounds, it's like you're you're kind of like a bitch, you know what I mean? Like, you got to have people in your corner for those last two pounds to help you get them off because, you know, you need somebody to be like, get your ass over here, do this and do that so you don't have to think about it. So I remember Train was like, well, fucking bring him to me then, you know? And, yeah. so, and so then we went out there and I, I, you know, sat on the golf cart and, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and as bad as it might be, you are still with your buddies. Yeah. And, like, you are outside, like, hey, you know, I'm on a golf man, course. Things yeah. could be worse. Yeah, I know, like, well, they're drinking I mean, beer and having fun. Not, not at that point, man. It, it was it it, still bad. At that point, I'm just a bitch, and I hate everybody. And so, like, they're not my friends <laughs> at that point. So, like, for you to say that, like, no, they're my worst enemies at the point of the last two pounds, especially back then. Yeah, I would, you know, there was a lot of choice words. They would just usually have to pick me up and take me somewhere because I'd be so dead. But I'd be like, you know, screw you, F you, you know, like, you know, so... Yeah, them 35 days were crazy. Yeah, but, um, all right, so I, 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 uh, so you did stop cutting to 35. Do you think that, were you still, like, successful most of the time, like, cutting to 35? Or do you feel, or, I mean, like, I feel like you were successful most of yep. the time cutting to 35. But do you think that that, uh, you know, maybe hindered you during the fight? Yeah, man, I, a lot of times is when you cut that much weight, and that's probably why, like, my style so fast and go go because like a lot of times is like it definitely affects you in the fight especially in the second and third round um i remember one time cutting weight and then i got super sick the that night and we put in iv bags and uh i the, like rejected them i was up from two in the morning all the way up till the fight just throwing up and doing all that and i walked in like when I left home, I was 138 pounds, so I'd only gained like a pound because me and him both were at 137 when we weighed in. And so driving the whole way to Lincoln, it was RFA, whatever it was, 13 or something. We get over there, and uh, like they asked me right before the fight if I was going to fight, and finally I was like, yeah, fine, because somebody had a, God, like a pill that women take when they're having morning sickness and that's what i took and it actually worked and so when we get over there like i was so dead like i warmed up i remember joe joe and anthony they were um they were trying to get me to warm up but i warmed up for like a minute went out there and so we were fighting and then i i remember we got in this big scramble and then joe Allenberg was like two and a half minutes left and so at that point i looked at him i was like oh shit like i had nothing left in me so i just swung for the fences and I ended up clipping him, he got guillotine and ended up in an arm bar within like 10 seconds of him saying that or else I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had the energy to finish the fight at all, for sure. And there was a lot of fights like that. So, yeah, it definitely affects you. Yeah, I mean, that's where heart and everything comes into play. 
Um, yeah, no, that's that's definitely important. Um, so, do you have anything uh, coming up? Man, right now there's nothing nothing on the table. We just fought December sixth. Um, hopefully, I get some lined up at the end of February, early March, mm-hmm. uh, just to keep the ball rolling and hopefully get you know get so get to one of the bigger leagues and you know show showcase what I can do there. So, you know, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, obviously awesome showing in December there, and um, yeah, I guess we'll keep them going. And we got Brady coming up in February. Yeah, I got that that fight card in Syracuse is Brady, Brett, Nile. I got oh, like, yeah, Brett, I got like yeah. seven, eight guys on that Nile. card. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. Man, last time we were in Syracuse, that was fun too. Yeah, that was a great time. You guys, t- you guys took care of me. Everybody dished me out, but Clint, <laughs> Clint, Clint was uh, hauling those uh, chairs pretty quick. Hard work, dedication. Heck yeah, Just naming that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll do it again. We'll be there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh man, that's a good time. Anything uh, to shout out or anything going on? Man, no, I just, uh, you know, as always, all my sponsors, I appreciate, you know, all the guys that always have my back and all my teammates and coaches and training partners, you know, that's, that's what makes this go, so. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, but hey, man, you good? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right, perfect. Thanks a lot for the time. Yes, sir.